0: Full coverage of your Denver City Council begins now.
1: Spanish, Sam and Alejandro, would you please introduce yourself and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices?
2: Of course. Thank you very much for having us. My name is Alejandro Arrieta. I'm one of two interpreters today, along with my colleague Sam. Thank you for your patience as I provide instructions in Spanish. Hola a todos. Gracias por estar aquí. Gracias por tenernos aquí. Mi nombre es Alejandro Arrieta. Soy uno de dos intérpretes trabajando con mi colega Sam Guzmán. El día de hoy vamos a estar interpretando el español. Y si usted prefiere participar en español, después de estas instrucciones, Eh, se va a encender la interpretación donde verán verán un icono terrac que una parte de abajo a, a mano derecha en su pantalla o si han ingresado a la reunión usando un dispositivo móvil tal como tableta o celular verá la la opción de la interpretación al español bajo el menú con los tres puntitos que dice más o en inglés more de ambos modos seleccione español y puede poner el audio original en silencio si eso es lo que usted prefiere con eso vamos a in, encender la interpretación ya gracias thank you very much
1: thank you so much Alejandro Welcome to the Denver City Council meeting of Monday, February 5th, 2024. Council members, please rise as you're able and join Councilwoman Sawyer in the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you very much. And council members, please join Councilwoman Sawyer, she leads us in the Denver City Council land acknowledgment.
3: But only if I can pull up my script. <laughs> right. no give me a second. All right, here we go. The Denver City Council honors and acknowledges that the land on which we reside is the traditional territory of the Ute Cheyenne and Arapaho peoples. We also recognize the 48 contemporary tribal nations. That are historically tied to the lands and that make up the state of colorado we honor elders past present and future and those who have stewarded this land throughout generations we also recognize that government academic and cultural institutions were founded upon and continue to enact exclusions and erasures of indigenous peoples may this acknowledgement demonstrate a commitment to working to dismantle ongoing legacies of oppression and inequities and recognize the current and future contributions of indigenous communities in Denver.
1: Thank you so much. Madam Secretary, roll call please.
0: Flynn.
4: Aye. I'm sorry, present. Uh,
0: Alvidrez. Here. Gilmore. Gonzalez Gutierrez. Here. Hines.
4: I am present.
0: Cashman. Here. Lewis. Present. Parity? Here. Romero-Kimball? Here. Sandoval? Here. Sawyer? Here. Watson? Here. Madam President?
1: Here.
0: 12 members present.
1: Thank you, there are 12 members present. Council has a quorum. Uh, approval of the minutes. Are there corrections to the minutes of January 29th? Seeing none, the minutes stand approved. Council announcements. Are there any announcements today? As folks queue in, I will announce um, uh, and give uh, some of my co-sponsors a chance to speak as well. Um, We have have on consent, a Lunar New Year proclamation. Um, It is uh, a really wonderful thing to recognize here in Denver because we have such rich and such amazing uh, uh, communities from our Asian and Pacific Islander communities that celebrate Lunar New Year. Um, But this year, I think it's especially important. And I was going to ask... Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez to um, say a little bit about why this year is a particularly special Lunar New Year year.
5: Thank you, council president. Um, Yes, it's very, very special. This year will be the first year that it is celebrated and recognized officially by the state of Colorado um last year i had the great opportunity to work alongside senator gonzalez and representative Soper in passing uh, legislation to recognize um, the lunar new year uh, officially by the state so you know if schools want to um be take that day off they they can um it doesn't of course you know include um state employees taking the holiday but it is very meaningful to the community and it was led by um the AAPI community, they came to us and asked, is this something that we can do? I think we're the second state to have done that. I think California was the first uh, and now Colorado um, officially recognizes it. And so it was a a beautiful thing to be a part of and going forward, it will be recognized on the first Friday of every February. So last Friday would have been the official day. However, we know that Lunar New Year, commences between late january and mid-february uh, so we we had to pick a date certain uh, of course for for legal reasons but um, really honored to be joining alongside um councilwoman alvidres and and council president torres in um, honoring and and looking forward to this weekend's events
1: thank you so much and on that point um, i'll just invite folks out to the far east center which is at federal and alameda for uh, a couple days full of really amazing food artistry um, cultural events um, and learn a little bit just um, really enjoy full family friendly events so um, but a lot of uh, the corridor that makes up um, the south federal boulevard corridor between council district 3 and council district 7 um, is uh, proudly um, small business owned by a lot of our um, asian community and so it is um, one of the best places to find vietnamese food um, across maybe even the country so really proud of what we have in denver and proud of um, the community who has long championed um, not just the celebration of of this day it is the year of the dragon i think that's a pretty important one and um, uh, and just uh, all of the ways that we support our uh, aapi uh, communities um, i'll pass it over to councilwoman alvides
6: thank you council president and thank you uh, councilwoman gonzalez gutierrez for sharing that important history i think it was also so meaningful at that time post covid with everything our aapi community members were going through and they have just um, been so resilient throughout all of this time and growing up in district seven there has always been such a strong presence of aapi residents and this is just a beautiful way to uplift them and Uh, recommend their businesses including the far east center and across the way we have um, the asia center and alameda square so um, if you ever need boba bombies all the things (laughs) head over to seven or three for sure thank you so much council president and councilwoman gonzalez gutierrez for letting me hop on your uh, proclamation thank you so much councilwoman sawyer
3: thanks madam president um just wanted to acknowledge last week we had Um, district five projects night it was the first time we had ever done it um, and we had over 200 people attend Um, we had about 20 agencies attend and so i just wanted to acknowledge all of the different city agencies who were able to be there Um, we know that it's a big ask to come and talk to community for two hours um, but it worked really well Um, it was great outreach and so just wanted to say thank you to all of the different um, city employees who were able to come out and participate um, and we will definitely be doing it again Um, and then also just wanted to turn to february um now we are going to be hosting as many of you know um, our office sponsors a traffic study of a problem area of our district um, every year and so this year's uh, traffic study is going to be the exposition street exposition street between quebec and Leedsdale. so for those of you who know the district it's right in front of george high school um, which is a major problem. We've had um, deaths there. It is a, it's a it's big kind of trap. There's a weird triangle right there that's going to be included in part of it. Um, so our kickoff meeting is going to be online um, with our traffic engineer uh, on February 27th. There's also community survey that we have out to get feedback from the community about um what you see along that corridor where your specific problem spots are um, so that we can ask our traffic engineer to gather traffic counts at those specific locations so please join us for that you can find the information and uh, the link to sign up on our social media thanks thank you very much councilman watson Uh,
4: thank you council president i am uh, this is also on consent but i am honored um, as the vice chair of the metro area county commissioners uh, to sponsor proclamation and support of expediting the work authorization process for asylum seekers. Um, This is a nonpartisan issue. We have folks across the state and across the country that supports work authorization. And as we're looking at uh, impact to our city budget of close to maybe $180 million, if we allow for uh, individuals who are seeking asylum in our country to actually work while their asylum process is going through, um, we'll reduce the amount of folks who (laughs) are reliant on on tax dollars and on taxpayers to to fund the bills so thank you so much to our members of council and thank you so much for the metro area county commissioners for bringing this forward thank you madam president
1: thank you councilwoman romero campbell
7: thank you council president i just wanted to um one thank uh those who were able to come out in the community last week Um, we had an early childhood round table specifically at the tamarack shelter Um, but we were able to have early childhood leaders from across the city Uh, and just thank you to them to thinking about what children need um, who are experiencing homelessness and those who are in migrant communities so just wanted to put that out we will continue to meet uh, and just incredibly thankful to them my other um, thank you is to also acknowledge uh, the appointment of one of our district four residents adrian miller into the induction into the colorado black hall of fame Um, he's also known as the soul food scholar um he is just tremendous has written numerous books and ex, um an expert in barbecue and all other things but just uh really um i think a tremendous um asset to our community and to district 4 thank you
1: thank you very much councilwoman gonzalez Gutierrez.
5: thank you madam president i just wanted to um uh thank everyone that came out on saturday there was a very very big town hall that was held um, and coordinated by state senator julie gonzalez senate district 34 she basically took anybody that like overlapped with her district so including everyone from school board to rtd to council all the way to the legislature so any house districts and it was a great conversation people came out in the weather even uh, and engaged in roundtables talking about topics like education criminal justice housing healthcare, environment just to name a few And so I wanna thank my colleagues um, that were able to make it out, D9, D10, D1, D3, our other at-large. It was a great conversation and I hope that it's um, very helpful because these are really utilized to hear from the community rather than us talking at the community and just providing updates. It's a way to gather um, feedback and information. So thank you
8: for everyone who participated. Thank you, Councilwoman Lewis. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to start out with Happy Black History Month. Um, <laughs> and give a quick um, overview of what Black History Month is and how it came to be. Um, so I don't know if you all know this, the father or known as the father of Black History Month, um, Carter G. Woodson, um, really set out um, in 1926 to z- designate a time to promote and educate folks about Black history and culture, um, which he was able to do. And so Black History week was actually how it initially started on um, the first week of February, um, which was to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglas. I'm um, gonna eventually um, we move forward and we're able to have a uh, black history month. So happy black history month. Thank
1: you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, seeing no one else in queue. There are no presentations, no communications. There's one proclamation being read this afternoon.
8: Councilwoman Lewis, will you please read proclamation 24-0145? Thank you so much. Yes, Madam President. <clears throat> um, a proclamation 240145 honoring Dr. Dana D. Williams for her 23 year of employment with the City and County of Denver. <clears throat> Whereas, Dr. Dana D Williams has tirelessly served the constituents of the city and county of Denver for 23 years, helping thousands of job seekers to upscale knowledge and find employment and mentoring hundreds of current leaders both in Denver and nationally. And whereas she is moving on to a new chapter in her life, the citizens of the city and county of Denver and the employees of Denver workforce development wish to honor her impact over her career. And whereas a career spanning 23 years with the city and county of Denver that ranged from case managing in the youth opportunity or yo programming to serve to serving as the director of partnerships for Denver workforce development. And whereas thousands of constituents of the city and county of Denver have found better opportunities from being served by her, including at least two previous and current council members. And whereas hundreds of constituents of the city and county of denver have been mentored by her and whereas through style and grace she has helped to put denver workforce development in the national spotlight as best practices whereas her impact will continue to resonate through the individuals and staffs she has impacted whereas dr williams legacy will continue to be shown throughout servant leadership and compassion for all now therefore be it proclaimed by the City Council of the City and County of Denver. The City Council of Denver extends its deepest gratitude to Dr. Dana D. Williams for her decades of dedicated service to the residents of our city. The City Council of Denver recognizes the importance of the mentorship provided through Dr. Williams' work in the Youth Opportunity Program and serving as the Director of Partnerships for Denver Workforce Development the City Council of Denver recognizes today, February 5th, 2024, to be Dr. Dana D. Williams Day in Denver. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Councilwoman Lewis, your motion to adopt. Um, I move to adopt proclamation number 240145.
1: Thank you and that's been moved and seconded we'll start with comments um,
8: uh, before we vote and we'll start with councilwoman lewis okay i'm gonna try and do this without getting a little teary-eyed here um so some of you may know that i was a part of the yo program as a young mom um and dr williams was um, a mentor of mine i'm someone who believed in me um without um any barriers um in that belief and i wouldn't be sitting here before you are Um, if not for her investment in me. And so here are my words for you. Too often we measure someone's impact by how much they have personally gained, whether it be monetary influence, access time, it's going to be about their personal power. Tonight, it is my privilege to honor and celebrate someone whose wealth is impossible to quantify, because it is counted in how her mentorship, her leadership has rippled into the world. Dr. Williams, You touched so many lives at such an important moment with so much charisma, charm, and consequence. I know because I was one of them. I was one of the young women who needed support, who needed structure, who needed someone to believe in me until I believed in myself. You offered all of that and so much more. Our education system focuses heavily on the quantitative outcomes of learning And in my experience too often it misses the qualitative outcomes, Mm -hmm. the outcomes focused on character development, a space where everyone can feel safe exploring and establishing who they are, whether people are watching or not, what kind of principles will guide our behaviors, developing a moral character that carries a lifetime is difficult. And Dr. Williams, you have absolutely shown our city what it looks like when it is done correctly guided by a strong caring woman like Dr. Williams children from challenging backgrounds grow up understanding that principle versus preference will be in a constant conflict throughout our life. A generation of leaders ready to do what is right, not what is easiest was raised under your guidance, Dr. Williams, and I thank you. As one of your children, I know, I now know not to sit silently while watching others suffer but to use my comfort to mitigate their discomfort. And I am not the only one I'm sure. There is a wave of people coming into positions of power across industries, politics and community with your influence guiding their decisions and we are better because of that. You taught the disenfranchised to advocate for ourselves. You taught the voiceless to speak up. You instilled in us the drive to collaborate and grow. You brought us lived experience in our lives and shared your mistakes, so we did not have to learn when we made them ourselves. Programs like yours, including yours, prove the importance of working with directly impacted folks. When planned and executed executed by those without the knowledge and expertise of those working directly with you, they fail to have the impact that you have had. Thank you for your decades of service to Denver's kids, including me. I love you dearly.
1: Thank you, Councilwoman Lewis. Thank Madam you. Secretary, roll call, please.
0: Flynn?
9: Aye.
0: Alvides? Aye. Uh, Gilmore? Or Gonzalez Gutierrez? Aye. Hines? Aye. Cashman? Aye. Lewis? Aye. Parody? Aye. Romero Campbell? Aye. Sandoval? Aye. Sawyer? Watson. Aye. Madam President.
1: Aye. Madam Secretary, close the voting and announce the results. 12 ayes. 12 ayes, Proclamation 24-0145 has been adopted and we have. We would love to ask Councilwoman Lewis to invite up the recipient. Yes. Dr.
8: Dana Williams, would you like to come talk?
10: Okay. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone, council. Thank you so much um, for this honor. I, I very much so appreciate it. Um you know, none of us go into the role of public servant for acknowledgement, but more so out of the goodness of our heart and the desire to make a difference. And that is what I have tried to do over my entire career of 35 years, uh, first with Denver Public Schools, serving youth, and also uh, with the city and county of Denver. And so I certainly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate um, the acknowledgement, but the importance of just knowing what we're doing on a day-to-day basis and, and the fruits of everything that we do. When I see you, Chantel, and everything that you're doing in your life, that's that's the difference. And that's what really, really warms my heart. So I thank you all, and I thank my coworkers, my colleagues, um, Tony Anderson, Deborah Cameron, Adib. Uh, thank you all, so thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you all for being here uh, to support that proclamation. And uh Dr. Williams. Sorry, Madam Secretary, please read the bills for introduction.
0: From the Finance and Governance Committee 24-0041, a bill for an ordinance approving a proposed intergovernmental agreement between the city and county of Denver and Regional Transportation District RTD to provide ECOPASS transportation access to city employees citywide 24-0058 a bill for an ordinance making a rescission from an appropriation in the general fund and the capital improvement fund to make cash transfers to the border crisis special revenue fund for costs related to support for asylum seekers 24-0062 a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being required for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through condemnation proceedings of fee simple easement and other interests, including any rights and interest- interests related or pertinent to properties designated as needed for the bridge project at South Monaco Street Parkway over Cherry Creek, including sidewalks, roadways and intersections between 1320 south monaco street parkway and 1483 south monaco street parkway 24-0063 a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being required for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through Condemnation proceedings of fee simple, easement, and other interests, including any rights and interests related or appurtenant to properties designated as needed for the construction of Wire Gulch, Reach 1, Decatur Street in Council District 3. a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being required for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through condemnation proceedings of fee simple easement and other interests, including any rights and interests related or appurtenant to properties designated as needed for the Completion of the Peoria Street HSIP 23 Vision Zero project in Council District 8. 24-0072, a bill for an ordinance making a rescission from and an appropriation in the Denver Public Library Special Revenue Fund to make a cash transfer to an appropriation in the Library Capital Fund.
1: Thank you very much. Council members, this is your last chance to call out an item. Councilwoman Sawyer, will you make the motions today?
3: Yes, Council President Torres.
1: Thank you, I'll do a recap under resolutions. Councilwoman Lewis has called out resolutions uh, 240031, 240048 and 240075 for questions and comments. Councilwoman Romero-Campbell has called out resolution 240045 for questions and comments. And under bills for introduction, Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez has called out bill 240058 for questions and comments. And councilwoman Lewis has called out bills 24-0062 and 24-0063 for questions and comments. Under bills for final consideration, no items have been called out. Under pending, no items have been called out. Madam Secretary, please put the first item on our screens. And this is a lease agreement between the City County of Denver and Core Civic. Councilwoman Lewis, please go ahead with your questions.
8: Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Madam President. Uh, Just a few questions here. Um, So during the briefings uh, last April before council, um, I learned that there were about 85 to 90 folks in the facility, Um, is that correct? Is that still recent information?
1: looks like we've got uh, Director Morrow here. You can introduce yourself.
4: Uh, Council member Lewis, that is correct. The Core Civic Value Program does currently work with 85 participants a day and has worked with 90 recently.
8: Got it, okay. And so, um, this is re- this question is related to our movement um, around um, the disinvestment of private correctional facilities um, from 2019. Um, and so, as a result, in that taking it a little bit to stand up um, from 2019, um, currently Denver is operating this facility, or your, that is the stopgap measure that you you all are hoping to. Can you talk a bit about that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Council Member Lewis. So this is, we're almost there. Okay. This is one of the final pieces of our strategic vision to divest from Core Civic and GEO. Uh, Core Civic currently operates the Dahlia facility. Um, their operating agreement was extended in March of 2023 to run through June of 24, okay. which coincides with the timing of the, what will be the third City and County of Denver operated program, which is scheduled to open in June of 24. So, this lease before council today is to allow Core Civic to fulfill their operating agreement because, additionally, the city just purchased that property from Core Civic. So now it's a city owned property. Um, and so we just need to lease it back to Core Civic to finish out the final three months of their operating agreement.
8: Okay, that's helpful. So, after um After the extension, this this extension that's before us today, um, what what then happens? So, yeah, what then happens?
4: Yeah, fantastic question. So, one, we're confident but hopeful that everything aligns because we do have a renovation project um, currently underway at the next planned facility, which is at 570 West 44th Avenue in in Council District 9. Um, That is scheduled to complete in late May, early June. So assuming that schedule holds true, we will begin to close and transfer the participants from the Dahlia facility Mm -hmm. into that property on Fox Street, thereby closing Dahlia and ending the relationship with Corsair.
8: Yeah. So is the facility permanently closed, or do you all anticipate that there will be a future use for that
4: facility? The Dahlia facility? Yes. It it will be at least temporarily closed to allow some code compliance work that the city needs to complete because it purchased the property. But yes, there are conversations about the best way to bring that back online in either 25 or perhaps later.
8: Okay. And then when you all would bring that back online, would that come back before council?
4: It's most likely it would because there would be some type of either a company agreement, either with a nonprofit partner, because okay. our service model thus far has been to hybrid services, okay. meaning that the city has a presence and runs part of the operation. But similar to our women's program, Project Elevate at Tule Hall, which you'll be visiting this Friday, um, we have a par- partnership with uh, a nonprofit partner.
8: Got it. So if we did not approve this moving forward, what would happen to the individuals that are currently living, or that would be beneficiaries? Of- yeah, if
4: the lease wasn't approved today, it would be a, a challenge. We'd essentially begin to look at options to close the building in, in the immediate, sort of in an unplanned immediate way, thereby risking, you know, the participants in that program and their ability to reenter. Some would likely have to go back into incarceration.
8: That's what I wanted to know. Okay. And the last question is, how many beds are you all short? What's... The- What's that number? That's a fantastic what question.
4: We? we we sit roughly at a capacity day of about 300. Back in 2019, we were at 750. We've adjusted, you know, the targeted number to about 500 to 550, but certainly we'll be happy with just these 90 converting to the third facility in, in the summer. Okay.
8: Thank you so much. That's it. Thank
1: you very much. Uh, seeing no one else in queue, Madam Secretary, please put up the next item for our screens. Uh, 24-0048, and this is a proposed funding agreement between the city and Elevation Community Land Trust. Um, Councilwoman Lewis, go ahead with your questions on Resolution 48.
8: So I have a comment because I already got my questions answered, if that's all right. Yep, absolutely. Um, Thank you, I really appreciate this. um, I really appreciate this, um, the Elevation Land Trust and what you all are looking to do here. I mean, I was able to do a little bit of research on like pricing that you all have put forward. And I think as I was thinking about this project conceptually, um, my concern is, and at least from the debriefing that I've had from you all as well, is that your concern is equally, um, is that you're concerned about gentrification in this this area in East Colfax, as am I. And so as we're looking at these projects, I just don't want us to be cognizant of like the neighborhood context um, and the investment in infrastructure, but also the investment in the communities to be able to access the um, the things that we are invested in in community. I think what we found, and I actually learned this um, for Councilman Albus Brooks, and he would be comfortable with me sharing this, is. Um, what we learned is that oftentimes at city council, we advocate for these infrastructure these projects to come up, but we often forget about the people in the community to ensure that they have access to these and then new folks in community um, who are maybe a little more savvy or able to navigate those. And so I'm um, just thinking about holding both the infrastructure investment and also the investment in people.
1: That's it. Perfect, Thanks. thank you very much. Um, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens, 24-0075, this is a resolution presu- Uh, excuse me, approving an amendment to a purchase order with Quebec hospitality. Uh, Councilwoman Lewis, your questions or comments on resolution 24-0075.
8: As it turns out, I got those questions answered as well.
1: Excellent, you're all all good then? Yep, okay. Uh, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens and that's 24-0045. Um, approving mayoral appointments to the Denver Nonprofit Engagement Commission. Councilwoman Romero-Campbell, please go ahead with your comments or
7: questions. Thank you, Madam President. Um, it's more just a comment. I think that um, I want to just take an opportunity to lift up the Nonprofit Engagement Commission. Um, I really think that the work that um, our nonprofits in the community do is incredibly important. And having this commission enroll within the city is, I think essential for us to be able to better um, coordinate and and have a voice for nonprofits in our city process, as well as um, contracting, et cetera. So this was more just an opportunity to lift up the role that nonprofits play. Um, We wouldn't be able to do this work without them. They, you know, large and small. Um, nonprofits in our community really help us um, address the needs that are right in front of us, not only through House 1000 with the migrant crisis, with serving young people um, in all departments. Um, we have our nonprofit community. So this was just an opportunity to just acknowledge the work and the reappointment of Gerardo Lopez, Tracy, Tracy Stewart, Danielle Didi DeWist, um, sorry if I got that wrong, uh, Cindy Chang, Didi de, um, de and Leanne Morrison. Thank you, Madam President.
1: Thank you very much. And seeing no one else in queue, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens 24 0058, which is a funding appropriation uh, for the Border Crisis Special Revenue Fund. Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez, please go ahead with your
5: questions or comments on 24 0058. Thank you, Madam President. And thank you. Thank you for the presentation that we received. in. Finance, and of course, there's always questions that come up, I think, after we have time to really um, you know, read through all the materials. So, I just had a couple of quick questions. Um, uh, thought I would bring them up now before it gets to the final stage. Can you provide a little, uh, little more details about the unbudgeted needs um, that, that these funds will be going towards? So, I think it's shown that it's, it says support personnel, services and supplies costs related to support for asylum seekers. Um, but are there any additional details of how these
6: funds will be utilized? Uh, so, Council Stephanie Kiranis Adams, I'm the city's budget and management director. Um, I am here to talk about unbudgeted needs. So, we, we are in the middle of having conversations about case management. Um, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that we also have applied for a grant through the state. The state has primarily been using case management. We also want to supplement here in the city um, and are continuing to work through that process. Uh, i'll just put a plug in that we did put an application for case management here in the city and county of denver for some dollars um, at the state and we're hopeful uh, that maybe we could draw those down Um, but councilwoman to your point i think that all of you have had this experience where it's been a very evolving situation and we've tried to identify um, the needs of our newcomers and uh, we decided case management as well as some housing assistance um, are those things we'd like to to invest in as well Um, and so we are just in the middle of having those negotiations. We don't have those, those dollars ready. When we came to you, just a quick reminder that when we came to you with this supplemental, it was to get us through Q1. So that's a couple more months away. We hope that gets us all the way through. We will be back to you in April to have um, a, an additional conversation about the, the, the you know balance of the year as well. So um, I don't know if there are any specific expenditures that you're aware of that you wanted to shine a light on.
5: No, you kind of answered a little bit of the question around like the case management, I um, I'm just curious around do we have any projections of we, how much we think that might cost and, and it sounds like that's stuff that you're still figuring yeah, out we
6: should we should have that fairly soon. Uh, we just came to you sooner than later, because we knew we needed those dollars for Q1, but we will certainly have those dollars when we come talk with you and, and as soon as we know that we will. We'll chat with you as well. You'll have to approve that contract. Too, so, <laughs> Yes.
5: Um, and then I think the, the, just the last question I had was um, because I know that there was um, additional dollars needed to cover the Quebec
6: hospitality. Are some of these funds being used to help cover that as well? Yes. Okay. Sheltering is a significant part of our costs. So you may recall, um, we came to you to request support for a PO of up to $25 million. Um, Coincidentally, the amount that you approved is $25 million, but we also anticipated that there would be $20 million in funds that you have already previously um, uh, approved. And so we anticipate that we would spend up to $25 million of that 45 uh, towards uh, sheltering, correct? And hotels specifically. Okay,
5: thank you so much yeah, uh, for answering those questions. I look forward to, to learning more as things continue to evolve. Thank that you, thank you, Madam President.
1: Great, thank you. Seeing no one else, thank you. Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens, bill 24-0062. Um, this one is regarding a bridge project in South Monaco Street Parkway. We'll go to Councilwoman uh, Lewis with questions or comments.
8: Yeah, I just have one question, maybe two, depending on the answer to the first question. Are we replacing the existing bridge? I think we've got Lisa Lumley coming up on that one.
9: Good afternoon, Lisa Lumley, Director of Real Estate. Yes, Councilwoman. So that is, um, and I'm just reading through some of my related to the specific projects, too, since we've got a couple. that is a replacement. It's rebuilding it. It's upgrading the sidewalks to the nearest intersections as well. So it's both.
8: But we're using the existing infrastructure. And we're, we're rebuilding it. Replacing bridge. the existing yes, infrastructure. Yes, correct. All right, that's it. Okay, okay. thank you.
1: Um, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens 24 uh, 0063. Um, this one's related to uh, Weir-, Weir Gulch Reach 1 Decatur Street um in council district three councilwoman lewis go ahead with your questions or comments
9: yeah two questions
8: um the first is what's the scope of this work
9: um so it is replacing um construction or replacement of an existing culvert at decatur and then there are channel modifications going on um along weir gulch
8: yeah is there a real threat of displacement for a, like adjacent property owners to related this, to this project yeah
9: no so what's important is that we called out these are just temporary easements right. right that that just allow us that if we need to step on their yard while we're working on the adjacent site that we've got a little bit of room in which to do that thank
8: but you but no this will
9: not displace anybody
8: last question is it a, is this a NEPA project uh maybe not
9: no, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we go through NEPA, yeah. but no, this is part of um, is a longer it? project that has been in the works for a while.
8: Okay, is, is it receiving like federal funding? It does have some
9: federal funding. Okay, that's what yes. To.
8: Okay, that's it. Thank
1: Great. Thank you very much. Uh,
8: that concludes the items to be called out.
1: bills for introduction are ordered published. Council members, remember this is a consent or a block vote, and you'll need to vote I. Councilwoman Sawyer, will you please put the proclamations and resolutions for adoption and the bills on final consideration for final passage on the floor?
3: I move that proclamations and resolutions be adopted and bills on final consideration be placed upon final consideration and do pass in a block for the following items. All 24 series, 0110, 0056, 0057, 0031, 0042, 0045, 0060, 0061, 0065, 0066, 0067, 0068, 0069, 0070, 0075, 0017, 0018, 0023, 0024, 0030, 0049. 0050, 0051, 0052, 0053, 0054, 0055, 0043, 0046, 0047, 0048, 0074, and, oh, no, not
1: yet, 0025 and 0146. Thank you very much. And that has been moved and seconded. Madam Secretary, roll call, please.
0: Flynn. Aye. Alvidras. Gonzalez Gutierrez. Aye. Hines. Aye. Cashman. Aye. Lewis. Aye. Parody. Aye. Romero Campbell. Aye. Sandoval. Aye. Sawyer. Aye. Watson. Aye. Madam president.
1: Aye. Madam secretary close the voting and announce the results. 11 ayes. 11 ayes, proclamations and resolutions have been adopted and the bills have been placed upon final consideration and do pass tonight. There are no public hearings. Um, If there are no objections from council, we will adjourn, uh, provide a half hour general public comment session to hear from the public on city matters, except for any matter that's scheduled for a legally required public hearing. That session will begin at five.